Welcome to the I Believe Podcast, an Acure Insight production, brought to you by Castle Biosciences. I'm your host, Danae Peterson, a fellow ocular melanoma survivor. Here on the podcast, we'll be sharing information and insights on treatments, research, and living with ocular melanoma. Castle Biosciences is a proud sponsor of this I Believe podcast. Castle Biosciences tests are designed to provide clinicians precise and personalized tumor information for the benefit of patient care. If you would like more information about how Castle is transforming the treatment of eye cancer, visit castletestinfo.com. So I was talking to another melanoma fellow cancer survivor um, who's currently fighting metastatic disease as well. And we were just kind of having this discussion um, back and forth about like how unrealistic the timeline is. So let me just kind of explain. Um, We see a lot of times, you know, like in TV shows like Grey's Anatomy or just any hospital type show, anytime there's a cancer patient involved in a movie or in, um, in a TV show, I feel like it's very rare that there's like actual real representation of like how it feels to be a cancer patient, how it feels to get that initial diagnosis and really like that you don't just get the diagnosis and then have a treatment the next day and then have scans the next day and then get results the next day. Like there is so much waiting. There's so much waiting that goes into having a cancer diagnosis in and of itself. There's waiting that happens to find out like just initially, right? There's something weird. There's something off. And so then you have this period of waiting where you don't really know what's going on and they're trying to figure it out. And then they run some tests and maybe they do some imaging and, you know, whatever it, whatever it ends up being, there's this period of waiting for the initial diagnosis. And then once you have your diagnosis, then you're constantly waiting for doctor's phone calls and your time is completely monopolized by all of these appointments and all of these doctors and all of these experts who are suddenly calling you and inundating you with information. And so there's just this floodgate of new information constantly from the time that you have the diagnosis appointment and you're told you have ocular melanoma in my case, and then everything after that, it's like you're literally just flooded with information and it's constant. Um, and it doesn't really let up um, for, I feel like it doesn't really let up for a good month or so, depending on where you are in your diagnosis. And then after that, then maybe you have treatment. But like, I just feel like we don't see representation in the media showing that there's this big waiting period. There's this waiting period that sometimes is weeks. It's sometimes months where you have no idea what's going on inside your body. You just know that somebody suspects something or that there's a possibility of something and you don't really know exactly what it's going to mean. You don't know what the treatment options are going to be. Um, For you specifically, you might have a vague idea of what it could be if they're right, but like you have no idea exactly what to expect. There's so much like uncertainty. There's so much um, really just like unknown. And there's, there's so many things that you don't get a clear answer for in this waiting space. And so you have to learn to live with that. But I just feel like the media doesn't do us It doesn't do us any services by making it look like it's this rapid process. Um, It's really aggravatingly slow sometimes. 
And I know it's because doctors have to be careful, right? And let's just walk back through just the idea of doctors want to do no harm, right? They're not going to just jump on every opportunity and just like cut out or do chemotherapy or do any kind of treatment that they have out there in their inventory. They're not going to just throw that at anything they suspect is cancer until they can get really definitive proof because they don't want to do harm to the patient if there's no reason to, you know, physically do harm to the body in any way. And treating cancer often does yield some kind of harm to the body, whether it's that you have a biopsy, something has to be cut out, you have to undergo different radiation treatments. Like there's so many different things that can happen. And so that idea of like doctors don't want to do harm, that makes sense. That helps me like make sense of some of the waiting game. Um, There's also like, at least in my cancer, like specifically with ocular melanoma, there is really, really small pieces of tissue that we're looking at here. And they have to be looked at under the right type of imaging. And even with that right type of imaging, with a high density, um, not a high density, a high quality image MRI, even with that kind of imaging, it's still hard to pick up on something that's really, really small. And if you do pick up on it, you don't always have the opportunity to do something with it. So in my situation, I had one liver metastasis. And that one liver met was in a really, really hard location to get to. Um... It was just in a really bad place. It's in a really bad place. And it just kind of was hanging out there for a really long time. And it felt like, I mean, it was literally the longest three months of my life, it feels like, from August of 2022 till when it was treated in November of 2022. It felt like forever. But I feel like it's so it's just so misleading to see a TV show and then like they're getting rushed into surgery as soon as they find out that they have cancer or, you know, 30 seconds later in the show, you're seeing that something is happening. And it's like, no. This isn't actually what happens. Most of the time, there's this grueling waiting period where you have no idea what exactly is going on in your body, and the doctors don't really know either, and they're just kind of hoping that they're going to be able to figure it out, and that over time, they'll have an answer, they'll be able to move forward utilizing that answer, and that you'll be able to, you know, move forward with life. Um, except that, you know, when you have a cancer diagnosis, that's kind of hard to move forward in the same way. Like you kind of have to move forward differently. Um, it's kind of like you have a new best friend in a suitcase that you don't really, really, you don't really like them very much, but you have to lug them around, um, all the time. So it's just, that was just on my mind that like this, this unrealistic time frame of, you know, thinking that, and even, so even just something like my eye, right? So if you guys follow my social media, which is Peterson, if you follow my social media, you would have seen that right before or right after I had my liver surgery for the biopsy was right before Thanksgiving. Well, again, right before Thanksgiving, like three days before Thanksgiving, I then went into the eye doctor and discovered that my eye tumor had grown again. Okay, well then fast forward, it took another week. No more than a week. It took almost two weeks to even be able to get in to see the surgeon who can do the eye removal surgery, even though like everything in my body is telling me this has to come out like yesterday. So why are we still, why are we still talking about how it needs to come out and nothing's happened yet? Come to today and it's now the 8th of December. This tumor has been in my, in my body known as a threat for more than two or three weeks. And it's, it's not like a, like a DEFCON 1 threat. Like, this is like a DEFCON 4. Like, this is like high level, big bad, we just want it gone now kind of a threat. But it still has taken almost three weeks. Like, almost three weeks to even get the surgery finalized, to get everything sorted. 
And that's just getting through the logistics of the medical system. So I just, I just hope that we can, like, I, I hope that we can share this as cancer patients with specifically with ocular melanoma and just help people understand that what you see on TV and what we see happen really in most other places doesn't typically happen for cancer patients, especially cancer patients with rare diseases. So something that is not as well researched and not as well known um, and doesn't have as many really definitively known ways to diagnose it. So like even monitoring, right? So like we could see that there was something on my liver, but we have no way to diagnose it in the blood, even if we see it in the liver. We can't definitively always diagnose it in the blood from just seeing one tiny one centimeter spot on the tissue. That doesn't tend to yield enough um, blood count material to be able to even find it on a blood test. So I can't just have a simple blood test done to confirm, oh, yep, you do have that kind of cancer and it's it must be in your liver because that's a new spot that we see. So there's just, there's a lot more nuances. There's a lot more complexities and a lot more layers to dealing with a rare disease that has still, I mean, it's it's made leaps and bounds and huge strides in research and in, in the, um, the ability of doctors to treat and manage this disease and to help people survive longer. But the reality is that it's considered treatable but incurable. So what does that mean? That means that means that you don't have a definitive timeline. They can't tell you exactly when your first uh, metastatic spot on your liver is found. They can't tell you, oh, well, you only have three months or you only have three years. They have no idea. They have no way to know exactly how this disease will progress for me or for anybody else in the ocular melanoma community. And that sucks. It absolutely sucks to like be in that position as a patient and to know that I'm just kind of at the mercy of whatever the hell this throws at me. And that doesn't mean that I'm helpless. That doesn't mean that I'm not being proactive and that I don't have um, feelings of empowerment and things that I can do. But just the sheer fact that some of this process gets slowed down because they can't get a definitive answer as quickly as they can with some other cancers is so frustrating to me sometimes. So that's just a little plug for like why I feel like it's so unrealistic for TV shows to document kind of just what it looks like to go through a cancer diagnosis and treatment because it's just not true for everybody and especially for rare cancers. So if you liked this episode, if you found it helpful, please take a moment and share this. Um, share this episode with your friends. Share this episode with anybody else who has ocular melanoma or a rare disease and can relate. And um, if you know anybody in you know, the media, maybe we can get somebody diagnosed with ocular melanoma who goes through an entire season of Grey's Anatomy. That'd be cool. I would love to see that. That'd be awesome. Anyway, hope you guys have a good day. Thank you so much for joining us today on the I Believe podcast brought to you by Castle Biosciences. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you're so inclined, send this episode over to friends, family, and share on your social media to help spread awareness around OM. If you have a moment, Leave us a brief review or consider making a donation to the links in the show notes to keep our podcast going. Feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Acure Insight. We'll see you next time on the I Believe podcast.